Welcome, 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 guys. This is Javaris Banks, founder and creator of FinancialID.info, and you're listening to the Financial ID Podcast. Today's topic for episode four is, what can we learn from the fall of Tours R Us? And how it may affect your decisions on where you work in the future. Okay, yes, guys, this is hot off the press. It's been if you're going into you know it's July 2nd, 2018. Uh, we talk about a lot of different things that need to happen in people's lives. We cover um, the, our, in our company for the last seven years. We've been helping people get a better understanding of their personal finances and getting understanding of their personal finances is that's just a small tip. On the iceberg, your personal finances, like your credit report and things like this, is a very small thing. One of the things that we do talk about and elaborate a lot on is that part of your financial identity is is your money making footprint. And when you don't have yourself diversified and put in more than one position, like Ecclesiastes chapter 11 speaks of, is having money cast on many waters seven to eight ways. Uh, you will find yourself uh, in a bad situation really, really quick. So you should follow these these guidelines. So hopefully this podcast will help you guys and shed some light on uh, how we can learn from the fall of Toys R Us. So if you guys don't know me, I jumped off the porch. I quit my corporate America job over seven years ago. Um, actually, my office is located one floor above my last job across the street. Uh, we're right here in Atlanta, Georgia, and I get to look out on the last place that I clocked in. Now, I understand that so many people are, uh, they feel safe. Is there, you know, they feel like they have job security. They feel like they have guaranteed income. They feel security in not having, in what we call, in my opinion, a lot of faith. Okay. Yes, I'm throwing I'm throwing shots at you guys today. Um, if you are the type of person that you feel like, hey, I need this uh, this automatic income, uh, well, guaranteed income, job security, uh, you may be in for a very big surprise. Uh, one of the things that we talk about a lot with uh, within my family, also my business and people that I work with, that we we really cover with them. And we discuss a lot on the topic of do we go to college? Do we go get the higher education? What education is important? How does it affect my job? How does it affect my income? And how does it affect my job security? Just like here in the state of Georgia, state of Georgia is a right to hire state. And at any time, a, a, a job can really be like, you know, hey, I don't want you anymore. And deuces. See you later. Right. Well, that's a you know, that's a more of an anecdotal situation. But now we have something a little bit more in a larger scale to really consider. Uh, we look at. Uh, Toys R Us just went out of business uh, July 1st, filed bankruptcy. Um, I, I'm not sure how long Toys R Us was around, but I'm sure some of you guys, I remember Toys R Us and I'm 32 years old and I turned 33 this year. So I can, as long as I can remember, there's always been a Toys R Us. And I'm sure the people working at Toys R Us five years ago thought there will always be a Toys R Us. But guess what? There is no more Toys R Us anymore. And hopefully we can share with you all uh, some of the mistakes. And I, I'm, I'm saddened because over 30,000 people lost their jobs over the, this past weekend. So um, and, and I want to see if we can lead up into what caused 
this uh, this layoff in jobs. Okay, so yeah, over 33,000 people lost their job due to asset stripping by private equity firms. Have you ever even heard of asset stripping? No, excuse me, guys. We're not talking about Onyx. We're talking about some serious business term, asset stripping. Guys, asset stripping is the removing cash from a retailer and leaving it to struggle under a load of debt. All right, so uh, companies like towards a rust, especially with the rise of the Amazons. I'm going to tell you right now, guys, anybody that's working 9 to 5, I encourage you all, as long as you are working, work as best as you can, learn as much as you can, and you need to ask yourself this question, what are you becoming there? Because um, if you're not becoming something and you're not gaining any skill, what happens when that job shuts down? If you, hey, I'm going to just do this cash register for 30 years over here at Toys R Us, and I'm going to get this 401k. Do you think these 33,000 people are going to get a 401k? No. Do you think any of these 33,000 people that lost their job this weekend is going to get a severance check? No. So everything that you were counting on working, and if this, if you hear this and you are a, a former employee of Taurus R Us, please reach out to us and contact us. We'd love to try to help you come up with a plan. But I'm going to tell you right now, you should have been planning years ago. You should have been planning to create more income, more streams of income for yourself years ago. And quite frankly, you waited to the last minute and the signs were there. Okay, there were many signs. Here's one sign to note of the company you work for. Before we even go into that, I really want y'all to really think about it. Whatever industry you work for, okay, you really, if you're going to work for a company, you're counting on them to be around 30 years to help you retire, right? When you're old and you can't do too much anything, right? And you're counting on them. You definitely need to be smart enough to make sure the to take a look at your competitors, all right? Because if you're counting on this company, your company's competitors is your competitors as well, okay? Uh, one of the things, my last job was with Vocalocity, and it was being purchased by Vantage Business Solutions while I was with the company. I personally went through some transitions and some changes that I did not like just being purchased, much less being asset stripped, all right? We worked at a very cool little cozy office on Peachtree Street and here in Atlanta, Georgia, and I was able to, you know, hop off my martyr. I'd go out my backyard, catch the train, come out of the train, walk, you know, half a block, two blocks, I mean, a block and a half or so into my office space. I had a great commute to work. Uh, it was cool. I was able to read all the books I wanted to read going into that job. Now, them being purchased by Vonage did not change my life because I wasn't uh, focusing on having a um, uh, retiring with them for, uh, in 30 years, but it changed my commute. That was enough for me. I'm not even gonna lie to you. That was enough for me to say deuces. All right, I said deuces, and I went and started Financial ID. Uh, at the time, it was Full House Documents um, and Dobbins Banks and Associates, our research and development firm. And now we're on like our fifth company. We got Wife Mommy CEO, uh, the WMC Group. Uh, we also got FinancialID.info and many more to come. Changing my commute is what sparked it. All right, for many of you, losing your job at this point is what should spark it. 
Okay, losing your job at this point should spark something out of you. I meet people here in Atlanta all the time. That's you know they work, they got government jobs, and they're literally working that extra little time, the extra hours. Are you utilizing your extra hours after work to create anything else other than what you was doing at work? I'm saying you're putting all your eggs in your basket, and I'm gonna be the person to tell you today. So anyway, here's a sign that your company may be. Uh, <laughs> how we want to put this? Busting it open. All right. So asset stripping. All right. Private equity firms uh, make companies go through a leverage buyout. All right. And here's the signs of a leverage buyout. Um, com- companies get uh, are able to purchase equity in your company that you work for for some shares. In exchange for some debt, and they use the company's cash flow as a means of the the to secure the loan. So, for example, you work for Toys R Us, and that company generates twenty million dollars a month. They use that twenty million dollars cash flow every month coming in to go ahead and take out some more debt. And in the process of taking out more debt, the company, in exchange, gives up some equity in the company. Here's a sign when this does happen. So you would know if your company is on the bottom in, on the bottom out. Now, if you've been working for Toys R Us, I'm going to tell you right now, you had to see Amazon coming. You had to see online retail stores coming, but you probably wasn't paying attention. You was going to work for $9, $10, or if you was a manager of a Toys R Us, $15, $20 an hour, whoop-de-doo, you slept on Amazon just like your company slept on Amazon. And guess what? When your company went from a private, a publicly traded company and turned into a privately traded company, it went private. If your company go private, I'm telling you right now, the boss upstairs is starting to sell some stuff and it's all on its way. The closeout is happening and you don't even see it coming. So if, if you, if your company that you work for and guys be prepared to see a lot more of this, you got Walmart shutting down, you got uh, Walmart is probably not going anywhere, but what if your Walmart location shuts down? Okay, Amazon is creating a vacuum for all these different spaces. The online world is creating a vacuum for the brick and mortar shops. That they're, they're losing it by by the by the tons. Let me check in with Jeremy real quick. Jeremy, what are some other companies that could be affected by this? Uh, you got Payless, you have True Religion, um, you have uh, Jimbery. Jimbery, Payless, and, and 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 True Religion are some other companies that were involved in some of these private equity firms. Okay, by the time a real a re- retailer goes bankrupt, the private equity firm has already got their money out. So. So basically, you know, if I'm a if I'm a private equity firm, and and it could be a, give you an example, private equity firms um, are basically a bunch of rich people pooling their money together to go make purchases. And I'm gonna tell you right now, as an employee for your average company that's not progressive, like I told the rest that went out of business, you're nothing but a number on a data sheet under the expense column. I'm just going to, I'm going to tell you, you got to, if you don't like data sheets and you don't like what reading and you don't like creating more streams of income for yourself, guess what? As an employee, 
You are a bottom line expense on a data sheet for some of these big companies. You work for a really big company and they're struggling, you might need to pay attention. You have to pay attention. Your livelihood is dependent upon it. So sitting around not doing anything about it, thinking that it's not going to happen, thinking that it's all going to be fine and dandy, I'm going to tell you right now, and I'm going to be the first to tell you, you lack faith. Out of 33,000 people, it had to be at least 3,000 entrepreneurs in Toys R Us, at least 10%. We'll say 300. Where are the 300 new entrepreneurs that are going to come out of Toys R Us? Because they lost their livelihood. I'm telling you right now, I know people that work for the cities and the government that's trying to figure out another stream of income, other streams of income other than the job. Okay? This is old knowledge. We don't have to go to rich dad, poor dad. We don't have to go to think and grow rich. We don't have to go to anywhere. You can just open up your good old Bible back to Ecclesiastes chapter 11 and the, and, and, and the creator tells you that you need to get in, get in line with having more than one stream of income. Further, uh, just to throw another biblical example in there. Look at uh, Matthew 25, the, the 25 and 1. It talks about sowing, uh, uh, not 25 and 1, 25 and 15. It talks about sowing and reaping. Okay? Sowing and reaping. The, the servant, uh, it talked about the servant getting five talents and he went and invested with the exchangers and he turned it into ten talents. And the other one had three talents, he turned it into six talents. And the one who had one talent only buried it in the, in the ground and didn't make anything out of it. That person who took the one talent that they did have and did nothing to multiply it was called wicked and slothful. So I'm going to second that you are being wicked and slothful. You are you have been slothful. You are slothful if you have not thought about another stream of income. If you haven't thought about doubling five dollars that you made at that job, even though they only paying you eight dollars an hour. If you haven't thought about doubling anything, have you even thought about doubling the wisdom that you bring in? Have you thought about doubling anything? Right. Besides doubling your food intake and everybody I know, if I ask, if I ask any of them, raise your hand, who wants to make more money? Everybody in the room will raise their hands. But then you say, if you start asking, them, are you willing to sacrifice something? Are you willing to sacrifice your TV time to make more money? Are you willing? Oh, you you have to watch this TV show. Guess what? The TV show, the TV that you bought with your income tax this tax check this year. Might have only cost you five hundred dollars doing Black Friday, right? Black, you know, you bought a, a flat, a forty-two inch, for four fifty on Black Friday last Christmas. Our last episode, we talked about you still paying for Christmas, but we'll say, all right, did you buy the TV? All right, I'm asking now. Ask yourself this question: How many hours a day do you spend watching the TV? Think about that. I'm gonna let that marinate for a sec. All right. We'll say, we'll just say off the whim that you was able to generate another $10 an hour, the same amount of money you was generating at your job. We're going to do the math on this real quick. Okay, so looking at some research real quick, the average person only watches four and a half hours of live TV programming every single day. The average person, four and a half hours, we're not including uh, those series and seasons that you got on record, you wasn't able to sit there and watch it. So we'll just we'll keep it real short. You're not a big money making machine. I'll just give you an example. 
of how much it costs you to buy the TV and how much you're giving up your opportunities to create the lifestyle that you want, but you're giving it to the TV. So at uh, at minimum wage, seven twenty-five, okay, times four and a half hours, times three hundred sixty-five days, and your grand total is over eleven thousand nine hundred and eight dollars worth of productivity gone for you in one year. So it's eleven. So your did your TV cost you? Your TV time has cost you almost twelve grand a year to watch your favorite live program, even if you just made minimum wage with that time that you're losing. Let's see how much time you're totally losing times 365. Every day you're losing 1,642 and a half hours every year that you're losing out of your life paying your TV attention. Say that right. (laughs) You're paying your TV attention. That's what you're losing. So if you're not, I mean, I'm saying, so I can't, I'm, I'm have to give you some tough love right now if you just lost your job with Toys R Us or you lost a job with another corporation. What was you doing with them four and a half hours of TV time? We're not even going to include uh, social media. Yes, we're, we're about to throw the social media in there too. Hold on one second. All right, so the average person loses about an hour and 45 to two hours of time every day, some probably more, to social media. So if we even begin to even bring the math up on this, let's take a look real quick. So we're going to do the four and a half plus the one point, we say 1.9, right? A six point four hours a day of productivity times 365, that's 20 336 hours a year and we'll, we'll we'll say we make a little bit more money now we'll leave it the same and it's time minimum wage you just lost the opportunity to earn yourself a hefty $16,936 more per hour I mean uh, in a year okay now let's see if we took some of that time that you was just browsing on social media and, and, and you created your dot-com business, right? And we spent two hours a day making us $50 an hour. So two hours a day times 365, and that's 730 hours. And we'll say we were we had, we started an online dot com business. We were able to sell some T-shirts, and we profited fifty dollars an hour. Okay, in a year, opportunity is not just you know. There's thirty six thousand five hundred dollars that you could have made if you had spent that time conducting and running and maintaining a business instead of watching and being entertained. Okay, so so that's. It's costing you money to go buy these TVs, not the $500 for the TV. It's the time and the attention that you're paying your TV to to not come up with something else. So what can we learn as a recap as we get ready to close? What can we learn from the fall of Toys R Us? First of all, uh, uh, your job is not guaranteed. If you're not picking up any skills, you're going to be butt out. Okay, and 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 and, and I'm gonna tell you, any company's 
uh, uh, capable of being asset stripped by big private equity firms. And you need to pay attention to the signs that your company is going out of business. If you find out the company you work for has this new big online competitor that everybody's talking about, I suggest you either go try to get a job with that other company, start your own, or pick up some more skills and pay very close attention. I'm sorry, I don't have time to be 60 and someone tell me, oops, that money's not there for you. All right, guys? Too many babies got their mouth open, need food from their parents, need you and they're counting on you, and you're letting them down by not coming up with other streams of income. So that's what we can learn. i see you guys later. Jafaris Banks, founder and creator, financialid.info. Stay in tune, stay informed, and stay on top of your game. Thank you. Talk to you later, guys.